This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice Media, and I am your host, Matty Ice. It is a beautiful Sunday. I'm recording this on a Sunday, which I usually do for, for Monday's episode, and uh, I'm pretty pretty happy today, I'll be honest with you. Um, it feels good to have nice weather. It feels good to uh, feel as if things are starting to free up a little bit. A uh, little announcement for me. I was very, very lucky to have received my second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And while it totally kicked my ass for a day, or basically, I mean, I feel a little bit better today, uh, it was totally worth it. And so in two weeks, I consider myself pretty much free of the pandemic, uh, being able to open my life back up to some things. And I honestly couldn't be more excited. It's funny to think about how much time has passed. I remember when the pandemic started, and I think I've talked about this before. Uh, you know, when my son was born, it was right before the country shut down, right before the pandemic raged into what it you know, was in the peak. And we thought, well, this probably is going to be a month, maybe two months. And, you know, we're going to be able to get back with our lives, uh, events, big events, such as sporting events, things like WrestleMania and so forth. They, you know, they put themselves on a hold thinking, well, you know, this will be all over soon and we'll be able to get back to some normalcy. And there was, I remember there was so much uncertainty, not knowing exactly what was going on, not knowing enough about the, the virus, uh, not knowing enough about our future. And I feel like when you don't have that light at the end of the tunnel, when you don't have some perspective on how it is that you're going to get to the end, it's very scary. Uh, the uncertainty is not something that people deal with very well. And most people don't deal with change very well. So when you slap all of that into one, it just became such an untenable situation. And thinking back on it, um, I feel as if we, you know, as people have learned quite a bit from it. There has definitely been a lot of loss, a lot of negativity, uh, and, and you know, there's a lot to contemplate about because many people have lost loved ones, whether young or old. Uh, many people have lost relationships. They've lost, um, you know, emotions. They've lost mental health. And it really has taken a toll on us as a human race for, for quite a bit. But I realized to myself that, you know, there was a lot of things to think about for the future. That as of, you know, very, very soon, we as a country, at least here in America, are going to be able to get back to some semblance of normalcy and figure out a way in which we can go forward. But I've been seeing a lot of uh, debates online about where we are right now. Um, you know, our president, President Biden, has been pushing an agenda that even though the vaccine is out there, uh, more than 50% of people have received their first dose, we need to continue to be wearing masks, we need to continue to social distance except when outside. And the CDC has been giving us statistics, they've been giving us new guidelines, and that's where I'm really looking to when it comes to the future. Um, I have been somebody who has really pressed uh, the mask wearing agenda, basically because you're helping out somebody else. Uh, it doesn't necessarily help me out. Uh, I'm a relatively young person. I'm relatively healthy. You know, I'm athletic. So I wasn't necessarily afraid of getting the virus for myself. I was afraid of getting it and uh, spreading it to people that I know who are high risk, uh, people who I know, um, you know, like my son, who could be vulnerable. And not knowing enough about what the virus was, not knowing enough about what it did, it made me be a little bit more cautious than I think I would have been in normal times. Um, I will admit that I was not somebody who got the flu vaccine uh, until I you know, had children. And 
Honestly, if I didn't have children, I don't think I would get it until I was closer to an age or in a condition that really needed it. I felt as if it was something that, you know, I, I could battle myself. However, with this particular virus, we didn't know anything about it. We still don't really know as much as we could know about it. And it's going to take us a long, long time before we get to that, uh, you know, that place of, of knowledge where we really, really know. And COVID-19 is never going to go away. We are never going to get to a place in which we have eradicated it completely. Even with the vaccine, it's not 100% effective. Uh, there are going to be people who don't get the vaccine for, you know, whatever reason it is. And there's just going to be people that are going to continue to get it. And you hope that when they get it, they get it at a lower rate. They get it at a lower uh, symptom level and it doesn't send them to the hospital and certainly doesn't cause death. And I think that's what the vaccine is for, to be a barrier to people being hospitalized and to people dying. And that's what we want. Um, so we're never going to eradicate it. And so the question then becomes, where do, what do we as a society do for the future? And when I think of this, I really feel as if we are going to have to come to a place where decisions have to be made. In our household, my wife and I decided that once we are two weeks out from getting our last dose, um, we are open to opening our lives again. We are open to doing things that we did before, taking our son places, you know, hanging out with other people, specifically vaccinated people at first. Uh, but we're going to have to come to some tough decisions on that uh, in general. What do we do with people who don't want to get the vaccine? You know, what do we do with people who choose not to for whatever reason? Um, you know, are we going to close off our lives to those folks? Is it going to be a societal thing where being vaccinated is a form of currency to where, you know, we are kind of closing off things to those folks because they're making a choice. They're adults. They can make those choices. And what do we do with that? Um, you know, what do we do about the mask wearing? How are we going to continue to move forward, uh, you know, with masks? Like, do we wear them in perpetuity because of the people that choose not to get it? knowing that we're never going to eradicate COVID. And I kind of look at those things and think that at some point, we as a society have to get to a decision point where we are moving forward. That if you have the chance to get the vaccine, if you have the chance to you know, vaccinate yourself against this virus and protect yourself from those hospitalizations, those deaths, and you choose not to for whatever reason, like there's no judgment from me whether you do it or not, but it's definitely something to consider. Do we as a society have to continue to protect you if you decide not to do it? Personally, I feel as if that's not the case. I feel as if we, you know, need to at some point uh, move on from that. We need to move on from, you know, with the protection of others, whereas most people have had the chance to get the vaccine. I understand that there's a lot of logistical issues, uh, cultural issues and so forth, where it comes to where the vaccine is available, you know, the 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 supply of it, you know, the, the, the marketing of it, and also just the complicated history of vaccines in this country to begin with, especially with the testing. But um, you know, we do have to figure out a way to move forward. We do have to figure out a way to push on in a way that has protected most of us via the vaccine, but also letting people make these decisions. Uh, when we didn't know enough about the virus, letting people make the decisions was really, really tough because there was a whole crop of, of folks who, you know, wanted to just let things be the way that they are. People get sick, it's, they die. That's how it works. Um, and I just was not a believer in that because we didn't have enough of that knowledge. We didn't have enough um, information to be able to, you know, make those make those decisions. We know a lot about the flu and we can make those choices as to whether we get it or not. I had a plenty of information in front of me that said that I didn't need to have it when I was not getting it. Uh, but now that my situation has changed, I have children at home. It feels incumbent on me to sort of, um, you know, get that vaccine. So. I've been thinking a lot about the last 14 months, and it's amazing that by the time we get to the end of this, or at least by the time that I get to the end of this, 
um, you know, it's going to be uh, 14 months since my son was born, 14 months since the, the, um, the pandemic started. And I think a lot of the narrative, and I think I've said this in a previous episode, a lot of the narrative has been negativity, right? A lot of the narrative has been, what have we lost? Uh, and that is definitely valid. But I like to think of the positive too. I like to think about what are some things that I may have discovered, some things that I started to love as part of the pandemic, something that maybe I wouldn't have done beforehand. Because I think my time, like the, opp the opportunity cost of your time is something that I don't believe enough people take into consideration. What would you be doing with your time if you had more of it? What would you be doing with your time if you didn't have to say, go to a job or you know have adult responsibilities? What would you do with it? For many people, being more inside during the pandemic allowed them to discover some things. And I wanted to kind of go over some of the things that I've discovered um, since, you know, since this pandemic started. Things that I've realized now with the uh, you know, benefit of hindsight that I probably wouldn't have been able to discover. Um, you know, many, many people being inside have discovered television. And one of the great things about where we are now is that we're sort of in a golden age of television. The amount of content that we have at our fingertips, uh, the amount of great content, the amount of money being put into these television shows, you know, high produced shows, where you're basically getting feature film-like uh, production, feature film-like writing, um, and you know, just the results have been, have been incredible. And I've definitely delved into that, not necessarily in a couch potato way, but definitely being more um, selective about the type of television that I watch. You know, being able to uh, find things that not only are popular, but also things that maybe I wouldn't have taken the time to watch because, well, I have a finite amount of time to watch television. So, uh, you know, I want to be able to, to, you know, watch those things. So a couple of the things that I've really gotten into, uh, National Geographic documentaries, which is really, really strange because, you know, Nat Geo has been around forever. Nat Geo and their documentaries have been something that have been in the, you know, at least the American headspace for a really, really long time. And for me, uh, watching clips on YouTube has really been something that has um, gotten me into it. My son is learning animal noises. He has a couple of books that give animal noises. And so we have gone to YouTube to sort of uh, let him listen and see what these animals look like. And my wife and I have gained a fascination of them. We have gained a reinvigorated fascination of nature, a reinvigorated fascination of uh, the animal kingdom, and just these different places all around the world that we in America don't get to see. Uh, and a lot of people don't get to see. Like it's, it's really, really tough to go and see Antarctica, for instance. However, the wildlife there is incredible, right? And most kids know about things like uh, polar bears they know about things like penguins uh things like that so we've been really watching a lot of those and i have found myself totally fascinated with how uh the human you know the human societal structure mimics a lot of what we have seen in animals right like we learned so many of those things from the fact that animals are very very similar to humans except in certain ways right they obviously don't have the same uh way that we have nuance to our thoughts the way that we go about our mating and so forth like most animals are uh, you know, having a different mate every every mating season and so forth. But it's been really interesting to watch those things. And specifically, we've been really watching, um, you know, like primates, apes, monkeys, so forth. And we've had a great time watching it because we see these different, um, you know, societal elements to the way that they live and how it mimics what we're doing. And we see it in our son, too. We see the way that we react to certain things and the way he reacts to certain things. And just the whole thing has been really fascinating. Uh, another show that we've gotten into that I think everybody has has gotten into um, is Ted Lasso. And one of the greatest things about that show to me is that there's almost no unlikable characters. Very, very rarely, at least in my opinion, 
you find a television show that's not like a cartoon where you can really just sort of fall in love with everything about it um you know there's obviously one or two characters on there that uh you know leave a little to be desired let's put it that way but what's amazing to me is that it seems to correlate with so many things in my life ted lasso in general reminds me of my uncle who is from uh indiana and uh excuse me from illinois right out in the middle of nowhere and just the way that he is his charm his good nature um his positivity it just reminds me of my my uncle so much and i think that's why i've loved it so much but there's just so much feel good about it and that's one of the things that's been amazing is being able to uh dive into that positivity a little bit even as we're getting closer to the end of the pandemic even as we're getting closer to being able to uh, you know sort of um you know see the light at the end of the tunnel that is something that i've been that, that i've been into another thing that i've been really into because a lot of my friends have been doing it i've been doing it and so forth is uh video creation youtube content creation and not necessarily just for youtube but just you know video creation in general i've really dived into production i've really dived into learning the craft of creating a nice video uh, I have a sneaker YouTube page that uh, only sneaker enthusiasts are, are really into, but I put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of work into, you know, getting better at it. I put a lot of work into researching what makes a good video, what makes good content, things that people are looking for. Even if it's just sneaker enthusiasts, you still want to stand out in the realm of, of content creation because there's just so much content out there. But one of the things I've noticed is that there are a lot of really creative people out there. When you scroll through YouTube, and you just find channel upon channel upon channel that exists and people are creating and the stuff that they create is just so good and yet there is such a crowded space in terms of uh, video creation in terms of content creation and these people are not getting discovered because there's just so many people creating content on youtube and i've learned to love a lot of these small channels i've learned to love a lot of these small creators these these small uh you know small influencers if you will and they are like myself you know i see a lot of myself in them trying to gain an edge trying to put something into their craft to make good content to learn about what it is to be successful and that's something that i've really enjoyed i mean obviously i enjoy a lot of the highly followed channels uh, i'm a cooking person so binging with ba with babish is fantastic i totally love that um just because it feels so genuine it feels so uh, you know, it's polished, but it's also genuine in that he makes mistakes, uh, self-deprecating humor. I just love that kind of stuff. And I just feel like we are just in a golden age of content in general, because a lot of people, almost everybody has the ability to create content and there's so much of it out there. And there's so much of it that you can enjoy that it doesn't necessarily have to be followed by a ton of people. And that's one of the things I've enjoyed. I think for me, uh, the second most, uh, I would, I want to say like, influential thing that I've gotten into is uh, home design, you know, home home restorations. And really it's because when you're at home a lot, you generally tend to look at your home and think, what can I do to it? What can I do to make it better? Uh, one of the barriers to that is money, of course, and it's not cheap to do that. And so my wife and I have spent a lot of time over the last 14 months figuring out ways in which we can save pennies, but also making adjustments to our home, making updates to our home to make it feel a little bit more homey uh, we are people that, you know, we work from home. We've been working from home since the start of pandemic and the government agency that we work for here in the States uh, is, is has decided to do a renovation of their own. So we are not going to be going back to our office for quite a while. We need to be in the house a lot more often, even with the vaccine, even with being able to be more social, be able to go out and do things outside of the house. That is something that we are definitely going to be doing. But since we're here, 
what can we do to make this house more homey? What can we do to make it more our own uh, since we bought it four years ago? So we've done a lot of that, um, you know, being able to have ideas, bounce ideas off each other, collaborate. It's been good because one of the things that is so tough during this uh, extended time at home is being together so so much more often than I think you you would. I mean, we are a couple that spends a lot of time together, uh, probably more than the average couple, but it's still really, really difficult. It still takes a toll because each of you has your own quirks. Each of you has your own things that annoy the other person. And eventually spending that much time with somebody, even if it's somebody that you choose to spend time with, can be difficult. And you need that space. You need to take a break. And one of the things we focused on is how can we make the house uh, better so that each of us can have our own space. Each of us can be ourselves, have that individual time uh, and, and do that. And so that's been something that we've really uh, you know, decided to do. We even redid the, the room that I'm in right now to look better, feel better, and be more polished in something that is sort of our own, that we did ourselves. So the last thing, and this might seem obvious because this is you know, what I have been, been pushing for the last uh, year or so, um, is podcasting. Not just listening, but creating. I had the idea of starting a podcast years ago, probably like three years ago. I bought the microphone, I bought everything for it. And unfortunately, um, it just never came to fruition. You know, it just never came to a space where I felt like I could do it. You know, things always came up, work, uh, you know, social life, things like that. And during the pandemic, even as a new parent, I was able to finally take the time to do it. Um, I had a friend who finally started it earlier in the pandemic. I mean, he wasn't, um, you know, taking care of a newborn, so he had a little bit more time. He was also a personal trainer. And at the very beginning of the pandemic, that was a tough, tough thing because, you know, a lot of people weren't meeting in person. So therefore, you're... Uh, your client base is really, really low. Gyms were closed and so forth. It was really tough. And, you know, Cleveland was able to start his own podcast, The Manual. Definitely check that out. You can find that on the Matty Ice Media webpage uh, on all your podcast platforms. And he kind of reinvigorated the idea that I needed to do this. And I started it last August. I started Soulfully Casual last August. And I have to say, uh, we are 50 something episodes into this and the reception has been bigger than I thought it would be. I've had a thousand downloads just this year. I realize that's small potatoes compared to people like Joe Rogan and so forth, but it means a lot to me. Uh, but not only making my own podcast, being involved in others, uh, promoting others. That's why I started the Matty Ice Media Company to begin with, because I wanted people like myself, people who had dreams, who had visions, uh, to be able to be a part of our network, to be pushed by our network and to collaborate with the other people because everybody that's a part of my network, whether you're a sneaker YouTuber, a podcaster, you know, whatever it is that you do, what we really want is to be able to, um, you know, allow you and your creative juices to be out there, to be exposed and to meet other people who are just like you, meet other people who are starting, who are looking to catch on. And it really means a lot that the people have joined up with me. And it means a lot to me to be able to put that together for them. Um, I've had so much fun doing this show. Coming up with content can be tough on a uh, weekly basis, but when you have passion for it, when you have you know, a love for what you're doing and it feels less like a job and more like something that you love. And that's definitely something that I've caught on to and I just absolutely love it. And I've loved every single person that I've connected with through this show. I wanna connect with more. That's why I'm doing this live on Instagram right now. That's why I do it live on Twitch because I just want people to connect. I want people to feel like I'm a real person that they can genuinely connect with that they can genuinely, um, you know, basically, you know, follow. And, 
you know, give me feedback and give me uh, pointers and give me, you know, topics that they want to hear from me. And it's been amazing to be able to do that. Uh, we had a really fun time last week on Thursday where we had a live uh, NFL draft party, a party in quotes. Uh, that was so much fun. My brother-in-law came, you know, Mike came, and I was joined by Cleveland and Dave, who are the hosts of Political Football, which is another podcast on my network. Uh, we just had a great time yucking it up. Uh, you know, we had something like 27 viewers over the course of the the entirety of the, the stream, which is a lot considering that we had never done it before. Um, we had some friends show up and it was just really great to do that. It just was really great to be able to uh, connect with other people that we don't normally get to connect with. And we had a great time with it. That's what I'm looking to do going forward. So there's quite a bit that has really come out of the pandemic for me personally. Um, you know, you take a lot of the negative stuff and you try to spin that into a positive. You try to find a way to grow. I know for me, I did. I struggled a lot at the beginning on the combination of being stuck inside, being a new parent. It was tough for me. And I've talked about that before, but now I'm looking toward the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm looking toward taking that train into the future. And one of the things I'm really looking forward to is taking not only this podcast to the future, but taking the Matty Ice Media Empire to the future. And I look forward to being able to do that for myself my friends and all the creators that end up joining. So, uh, and you know, to be honest with you, um, it's you, the fans, the the listeners. Yeah, you know, I really, really appreciate everybody who's listened, uh, everybody who's tuned into anything that we've done. It means the world to me and I can't thank you enough. So uh, I hope everybody is having a great Monday when you're listening to this. Uh, for those of you who showed up live, thank you so much. It was so much of a pleasure to see you. Uh, thank you for tuning in, even if it was for five seconds. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, but to everybody who is tuning in to this on a Monday, thank you for listening. I hope you are happy. I hope you're safe. And I look forward to continuing to entertain you in the many, many years coming up uh, with the Soulfully Casual podcast. And if you want to connect with me or the Matty Ice Media uh, team, check out uh, Instagram, Soulfully Casual podcast and Matty Ice Media 21. Uh, send us a DM, send us a message, you know, follow us, connect with us. We, we'd love to hear from you. I'd uh, love to be able to have people on our on our shows, uh, chime in on our shows, and just be able to entertain the masses. So I appreciate everybody's time, and uh, I will see you all down the road. Have a great rest of your Monday. <laughs>